Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark, and as always, I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. And Nathan. Hello. How are we doing? Not too oh, shabby. Not too shabby at all. My body yes. hurts from tarmacking yesterday, but apart from that, it's all good. So what were you tarmacking exactly? A path. So the path uh, leads to my path. house. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Not any path. <laughs> yeah, doing it as a heart. You sure you weren't doing this on House Flipper? Ah, yes. Do you know what? I'm doing house flipper, but in real life, because last week I was painting, because I sent you a picture of my little hack where I used a takeaway thing to put the paint in, yes. and now I'm doing tarmacking, so yeah. House flipper, your ideas in. house flipper, house yeah. flipper, but it hurts. <laughs> Shall we move on to news then? Mm. So obviously there was a, since the last pod, there was a quite a big thing that happened, and that was the PlayStation Showcase. Yes. So they announced a bunch of things for our pleasure. Yep. What took our fancies from this? Should we, should we start at the beginning for this, then? I don't even know how to start this. One? Is it Fair Game? Fair Games? Fair Game Dollar? How do you pronounce it? I, I put it as Fair Games. Game. Fair Games. So yeah. Fair Games. Stylistically, Fair Game Dollar. So is this like an online multiplayer heist game? Is that what we're getting from this? That was my interpretation. That's why I think so as well, yeah. Getting payday vibes. Yes, I got payday slash Saints Row vibes. That's I got like I got. Watchdog vibes. Yeah, with the hacking all, stuff. All the I, think, I think the start of it was like it was very hacking, so. Yeah. So it looks like, is it like multiple teams trying to get the same loot? Judging Seems like it, yeah. It looks as though it's what it's like teams of three, um, maybe like a three-team survival thing. Everyone goes to try and complete the heist, as they would say, uh, using all sorts of gadgets and whatnot. Mm. Mm. I wasn't sure what to make of this. No, neither of I. Considering it was a, it was built as like a PlayStation Studios game as well yeah i take it is this one of their live service things but there are multiple ones they're dragging out now hmm i mean we'll see it was it was only like a cinematic so it's not like we got to see any feel of like a gameplay like do do you think it'd be third person is it first person uh yeah I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh yes <laughs> yes That's to all those um, are you intrigued enough by it? I'm not. Just seems pretty generic, to be honest. Well, I'd still like us to play at, Payday. At the moment, yes. no. Yeah, we need to get around playing Payday at some point. Have I still got Payday? Yeah, I, I think I have. Let's I'm think sure. I, I know you said you weren't particularly a fan, Nate, because you were playing it on your own, though, weren't you? We, we've not yeah, actually played it together yet. Which, it might be a different story. I've played a lot of together yet. <laughs> that's very true. Um, <laughs> Payday just seemed a bit too easy. I don't know why. I probably had it like cranked down to the lowest difficulty, knowing me, but there was just no challenge to it. Wow, that's that's. I thought I thought that's how you liked your games. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all like a narrative-driven game, so I oh, can just relax, true. enjoy the story, and get through it. But for shooters, sometimes I like my ass kicked every now and again. True. Um. Yeah, I think this one. Uh, it's not got my intrigue as of yet. I think once they show off gameplay, if it's something 
interesting at that point, maybe. But I think at the moment it's a bit of a no for me. Yeah, there's not enough to go on, is there? No. From some flashy CG drill. Uh, okay, so we move on to some else then. Helldivers 2? Yes. I initially thought this was like going to be Star Tro- Troopers. It looks very Starship on Troopers. brand. Yeah, sorry. Shot. Yeah, no, now you say it, yeah. yeah. I can see that. But it's, so Helldivers, was, is this like a 10 year old game or something? The first one. I believe the first one came out a while. It might be as well. I actually can't remember the first one. I don't recall it at all. <laughs> but this is a, an, I'm guessing, another live service shooter thing. Because it looks like mm. you're, you're playing squads, don't you? Yeah, I think you play squads. It looks like a... Is this PvE, though? Hmm. I, don't think I, could, gonna, I could see I it being a bit of a mixture, maybe. Okay. I mean, I could I could be tempted loosely mm. if it's PVE, but PVP, nah, yeah, yeah, not for me. No, I like I liked the humor in the in the trailer, but mm. yeah, I like the gameplay well. wise didn't look a bit. It didn't look too good. So. When we were first watching the trailer, um, Lisa was sat next to me. And she was like, "That looks like a real person." I mean, to be honest, it does look pretty good. So the person that was doing yeah, I'll like give it the C- CGI was was pretty pretty good. Infomercial style thing, yeah. showing around like Super Earth, oh, or whatever yes. it's called. Yeah, Super Earth. I think after this one, we had uh, like a new trailer for a game one thing we've seen before, uh, Immortals of Avian. This is the first time I've seen it, although what I remember of it anyway. I feel like we might have seen it before. I could be wrong. But I was intrigued by this one. So this mm. is like a, a sci-fi, well, I want to say shooter, but it wasn't a shooter it's, per se, yeah. was it? Uh, in a weird way, it's like like some arm like weapon. Harry Potter had like a baby or something. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, it's, it's like something on his arm which allowed him to perform. I don't know. Some, it just turned his arm into a weapon of some sort, didn't it? Like if I powers from it and the stuff I yeah it did seem to be like different types of powers I mean, to me like, it's like they stole the rift gun from ratchet and clank at some point i don't recall that though i think that was just maybe it was just quick transitions between gameplays i liked the uh, laser whip thing as well and that was something to traverse mm. around yeah that looks intriguing well that's coming out quite soon isn't it july the 20th I thought the next one looked quite sick. It did look pretty good. It looked one. pretty slick, didn't it? Ghost Runner 2. Mm. Now, was the first one on PS Plus? It was, yes. Quite yeah, I still got to, I still got like to play that. Ago. So it's like a... Oh, I don't really know what it is. It's like a... Is it Hacker Slash? Speedy, yeah, I would, I would say something like that. Like a first-person Hack and Slash speedrun. Yeah, like you have this... to do it as quick as possible. Yeah, but this one's got a motorcycle in it. I don't think that was in the first, mm. was it? No, that looked really wicked. The the sense of speed. Yeah, it's like, going cool, Yeah, it's like, and it's set in like a cyberpunk esque world, which, yeah. of course, for me, grabs my attention. But I need to play that first. One. Yeah, I've heard the first one was really good. It got some good reviews. So, ooh, the next one. Ooh, the next one. I have to say, I, 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 I did think it was something else to begin with. 
Yeah, me too. Uh, to be honest, when I found out it wasn't what I thought it was, it was a little bit disappointing, but it looked good all the oh, same. Oh, come on. It didn't say PlayStation Studios. That should have been the first hint. <laughs> True, you are right. And plus, I did think it would have been a weird way for it to have been introduced because it just went straight just to in the middle of... Yeah, just running around the forest, wouldn't it? <laughs> but anyway, what, what we're talking about is Phantom Blade Zero, I think it's called. Yes, yeah. It's like a samurai action game, by the looks of it. Mm. So obviously... Not the Ghost of Tsushima sequel I was hoping for, but it's an interesting alternative. I'll take mm. it. It looks a bit more fantastical, if that's a word. Yeah, in terms of yeah. like the enemies. Yeah. Pretty so some, strange. some dragon thing in there somewhere, I think. Yeah, it was, was based int- on the Chinese dragon. There we go. Yeah, but I was intrigued by the, um, well, the statement that opened and closed it, which was, uh, what's your plan knowing you only have 66 days to live? I wonder if that's going to play somewhere into the gameplay or whether it's just going to be plot. Probably just plot. Yeah. It would be interesting if you literally had 66 days to live through the game and then you just died and dropped dead one day and then you had to start again. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. the sword fighting. Oh, that got me hyped. That was, was good. Intrigued, yeah. That was some wicked sword play. The speed. Yeah, I think the speed, I think just the ability of being able to sort of fight two enemies at once, where you seem to be yeah. defending off both of them, that seemed quite yeah. cool. I've not seen that before. I liked the parkour aspect as well, like running up mm. a wall to jump off to then go and attack somebody. Oh, yeah. he's doing like a spinning, spin attack sort of thing when he yeah. was doing it. As the way he, he'd behind a pillar, didn't he? But he wasn't like just yeah. standing behind a pillar. He was like proper. No, it was like. Yeah, cover. straight in gameplay. Yeah, which is, come to think of it, it's not something you actually see, which is it? It's normally you just running around the thing just to try and hide. But no, it, seems he, to be like it a, was. It used to be like all the rage, weren't it? Back when Gears of War came out, it seemed like everyone mm. had to have like a cover-based yeah. mechanic. But then, like, yeah, it's, it seems to have like died. They said died, died away. Up. Yeah, I know. I'm, 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 I'm looks it good. Look, it looks gritty. Yeah. The only thing I'll say is a slight caveat to it. it was I was looking into the history behind it, and apparently it's oh. like a it's <laughs> it's sort of a sequel of a mobile game that's already out. It's based mm. off a mobile game called Phantom Blade. Okay. So as long as it's not like a mobile game. Microtransactions. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Why you pay for an extra day? That's it. Yep. Yeah. It changes the. Uh, <laughs> You have 67, have 67 days, days to live. <laughs> I'll be keeping an eye on that one, though. It, look, it does look good. Yeah, it'll fill the gap nicely. So, Ghost of Tsushima, whenever that may be. Next one. Nice to see a game like this again, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, as soon as it started, the style immediately told you what were coming, didn't it? Exactly. So, this is a Sword of the Sea. Developed by Giant Squid, who made Abzu and the Pathless, and I think the was it the founder was an art director on Journey as well. Yeah, it was the yeah, visual right. director, and he left to found the uh, Giant Squid. So it seems you have a magical sword that you basically use like as a hoverboard. Oh yeah, you get to skate around the sea of sand. Yeah, pretty cool. Get to do flip tricks on half pipes. Yeah, that really surprised me when I saw that. When I saw the <laughs> half pipe and just flipping about. I'm like, 
it's not really what I expect from this their type of games, but we'll see. So I'll be tied in. It'll be like you got to do a nine hundred to complete this uh, <laughs> puzzle. <laughs> but it, it, the world very much just reminded you of their games, didn't it? Just like mm. like this magical world with like glistening sand, reflective sunlight, you know, minimalist art and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, dolphins as well. Yes, yeah. the flying dolphins and the whales. <laughs> yeah, wicked. Sold. Oh yeah, I'm I'm down for it. It looks really good. Well, what do we think of the next game that got shown off? Uh, pretty cyberpunk esque feel to it. Although I've not played the original. Uh, the, the Talos, Talos Principle. Principle Two. Yeah. Again, I've got the first game, not played it. But yeah, I know a, I'm in. I'm in like the same boat. But I know it's a puzzle game, isn't it? I believe. Yeah, I believe this came out almost like around the same time as The Witness, and they had like a similar vibe to both games. So I think you might be right. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've had it. Um, I've, I've had it for quite a while. But the backlog. The backlog. Yeah. Well, that's a really intriguing trailer. I did like that. Look at that. Mm. So was it? Yeah, it's like you, something about cyborgs trying to recapture humanity or something. Or something? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm sure that I'm sure things will be explained in the first game as well. Unless it's a completely different story, I don't know. Okay, what on earth was this next one about? I can't tell what this was this just meant to be a short story to make us cry? Oh this <laughs> this one, yeah. Or is this Never. not a game? This yeah. did upset me. I didn't well, like it when the shadow creatures were ganging up on that dog deer thing. <laughs> yeah, wolf, so what yeah. happens here is a first of all a bird dies, doesn't it? And then it sprouts yeah. into flowers. Yeah. Black flowers. And then a black cloud emerges and engulfs a woman and a big mythical wolf thing. Yeah. Was it antlers? Like, tree things with antlers? Tree? I, I don't know. That could there weren't, be no, tree. There weren't yeah, no antlers. Like... But... Yeah. And then some demon type things attack them in this cloud. Uh, and she tries to fend them off with a sword, but that is rendered unconscious. Wakes up to find this big wolf thing dead, but the little uh, there's like a little wolf as well in there. Yeah, totally. survived, and that's it. <laughs> it's just like, what are we supposed to take from this? It's like we're just going to make you sad. So thanks for that, Neva. Never, I don't know how you pronounce it. Never will do. Sound better. Don't really know what type of game it is though. No, I could imagine it being like a two D game. So you think it might be a side-scroller kind of thing? Maybe, yeah. Okay, I'm going to answer this purely for the punnage. <laughs> Cat Quest Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm not quite sure that pun even works, but they've gone with it. <laughs> oh, of course it works. So, Cats as Pirates? That's, I mean, what more do you want? Oh, that seems to be the story, doesn't it? Game of the Year, there. Yeah, even for that pun alone. But that's coming next year. Mm, that surprised me because it showed off quite a little bit of gameplay. Yeah. So I thought, oh, that that'll be maybe later this year. Nope, next year. What? I mean, they might be trying to pad it out a bit more because it did look to me like a like a beat 'em up platformer style. So they might have only showed off. Yeah, like, it reminded me a little bit of a couple like, of first um, locations and then a bit like Cuphead mm. kind of style. But yeah, okay. that's my intrigue. Yeah. 
unlike this next game. <laughs> yeah, this we've got opinions on this one, haven't we? Oh yeah. Um, foam stars. Yeah, thanks for that, Square Enix. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, let's not beat around <laughs> the bush. It's a Splatoon ripoff with foam. Yeah. Poundland Splatoon. Yeah. <laughs> In 4K though. Ooh. <laughs> I'd say the characters looked awful. Regardless of the gameplay, I thought the characters just looked awful. The character models. I thought when when I first saw them and stuff, I thought they were like they were going to be something from like One Piece. I was like, mm. is this going to be like a One Piece <laughs> game? And then suddenly it was not. And then the trailer continued, and then the gameplay started, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> uh, there was an intriguing music choice as well. I didn't really understand what was actually going on. There was just a lot. Of Blue and pink all over the place. Yeah, the map the maps did look quite intriguing. There was that one where there was they were on a roulette wheel. Yeah, like a Vegas theme, I think it was. Yeah. Mm. But one thing I did like is that you could surf on the phone. I'll take that as a positive. Apart from that, hmm. I wonder wonder if they'll do it like if you can only surf on your team's phone, or did it seem free? I, I thought I thought they just went on everything, but I don't know. Oh, I didn't pay that much interest into it, if I'm honest. No. <laughs> no, as soon as I saw it was, I was like, oh, okay, right. Does anyone think this is going to be like a free-to-play game? It looks like it. They are going to market the crap out of the characters so that you're going to have to buy. PS Plus launch style. I can see that. Yeah, I could see that. It, it, yeah, now you mentioned that, it's, it gives me vibes of that... Um, what was it called? Was it Destruction All Stars? Is that what it was called? Did that launch? Probably, yeah. On PS Plus. Oh, that's yeah. the one where they were like, throwing bombs it? at each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, but they were in the cars as well. You could like yeah. destroy each other. I'm getting familiar feels. Square this, Enix. Perhaps. They've really wasted their talents ever since they got rid of those very important IPs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've seen a bit of the next one before, haven't we? The Plucky Squire. Yeah, mm. I do really like the look I of like this one. It's a nice looking game, isn't it? Mm. So it's like a, a, an adventure game set in, well, partly in an illustrated book. Yeah, so it's like yeah. on a two day, and then he ends up popping out of it into the three D world. Yeah. Every now and again. Yeah, that's, that's the bit that I really liked. Yeah. yeah. In terms of the art mm. style, to me, it looks a lot like it takes two. Um, in mm. terms of like the exploration side, it still okay, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll be looking out for that and I think I'll give it a go. I, l- I like the idea that they could have puzzles that involve both sort of like the sort of 2D playing aspect and 3D, yeah, you have to keep switching between the two, yeah. This went the one where they were like you had to jump into a poster or something and then move up, yeah, and jump out or something like that. That's quite good because we're in a little, oh, the, little yeah, there's one way it's like, um. He's uh, going down like a rope in between the different like f- flags. Yes. Yeah. That was it. That looked cool. Now I've heard of this next one because it's on PC, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, 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 it's quite big on PC actually. Yeah, I did hear a lot of positive stuff about this. Mm. I didn't know what this was. I just thought it was like Minecraft GTA, to be honest. Yeah, graphically. It did I mean, graphically, yeah, you're probably not like wrong. It, yeah. <laughs> I like the premise though, like you go about doing like heist jobs, but you can complete them in sort of 
how you really want to. So you could just go into the building and do what you need, or just like smash a car into the bricks and get in that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everything is just destructible. I think that's that. I think that was the big sound point. Everything's yeah. destructible. Destructible. Yeah. yeah. This next one. Ooh. 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 I, I'm gonna take Ooh. five, and you guys can wax lyrical about this one. Ooh. Ooh. All right. We'll gush all of them while you're away. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a nice little CD trailer of a particular fun game from gaming history. Mm. So as soon as the uh, the bird appeared in this trailer, I knew exactly what it was because I recognised the bird. Really? It w- it wasn't until um, the bird landed on the tree branch and was like feeding on the dead frog, and then yeah. the uh, snake appeared from underwater to grab it. I was made like, mm. ooh, this, ooh is, this is this is the one. <laughs> this is the thing. But yeah, it's the bird because I recognise the bird. It's it's what the end has. That's his bird. Oh, I should have recognised it. Right. Well, we should probably explain what it is. <laughs> so this is the remake of Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater, called yes. Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater. Or if you read online, Metal Gear Solid Triangle. Because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't very clear what that symbol was. But there was a few. Um, did you re did you rewatch the trailer? Because there were a few like little Easter eggs in there. Looking back. Oh, perhaps perhaps not. I've seen it a couple of times. Maybe I've missed. So obviously, as oh, I said, right. you got the, the parrot, which is the ends. But then yeah. um, also when it goes through the electrified fence, I did recognise that as well because I recognise those fences are the ones that are outside the buildings in the jungle. Those electrified fences that it ah, flies through. Okay. Then they're around the. Um... Oh, the complex, the one with yeah. the... It's like a hospital, isn't it? Uh, I think that's one of them, yeah. I think there's a couple. Hospital, but, yeah. mental... And you have to crawl under the defence and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. But also, in one of the shots, when the bird's flying, um, when the lightning strikes, you can actually see the Shago Hod being lifted, airlifted. I think I remember seeing distance. that, actually, yeah. yeah. There's, there's the... Yeah. But anyway, the bird comes in, flies down with the frog... Lands of the tree, as you mentioned, gets snapped up by, well, attempted to get snapped up by a snake, who well, then gets attacked by a crocodile. Yeah. Or, or was it an alligator? One of the two. We'll, we'll see how they get at this point. And then when it started padding through those vines, that's it. I knew, I knew definitely knew, because I, I very distinctly remember that, mm. that, you know, that bit when you're walking through the vines in the game. Oh, in the water. Okay. And then in the darkness. Snake appears. Yep. What a, what a trailer. Loved it. Fantastic. It was a good trailer. It, and then of course, doom 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 doom. <laughs> it played. It started with the the snake eater theme, which is a classic. Such of a course. What a thrill. I, I, won't, <laughs> I won't. I won't go through that thing. But um, you know, as I mentioned, it's called Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater, mm. and there was a bit of confusion about why it was called this. Because Delta is the fourth letter of the Greek alphabet when it's Metal Gear Solid yeah. 3. But uh, the official uh, Metal Gear Twitter account did explain the name change. Don't know if you saw this. They said the Delta symbol was chosen because its, its meaning fits the concept of the remake project. Delta means change or difference without changing structure. Okay. I guess that kind of makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. But yeah, uh, did you see the screenshots that released of this as well? 
afterwards. I was good. Uh, it does look really good. It looks really good. Do you, th- do you think they're using the fog tension for it? Ooh, don't know. Possibly. I'd have thought they would add. Uh, then again, could be Unreal Engine Five. Yeah, possible. But then um, there was another announcement, wasn't there? Mm. The Metal Gear Solid Master Collection, Volume One, which suggests there's Very going important. to be another one. Yes. But this has got Metal Gear Solid in it. Metal mm, Gear Solid Two. Yep. Metal Gear Solid Two: Sons of Liberty. And interestingly, Metal Gear Solid Three: Snake Eater, the original one. That's good. So well, it is good, but I'm, I'm I'm a bit confused as to why you, you've announced a remake and now you're putting this collection together, which has got that in it. I just find that a bit puzzling. I, mm, I mean, because it was specifically Metal Gear Solid Three. It wasn't this Delta well, one. No, yeah, as well. Well. What they've, met, what they've actually mentioned um, reading the, the website is that the versions of Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 are the HD remakes. Well, remakes? Right. Remasters. Um, they're also the, of the substance versions as oh, well. Oh, yeah. So those were um, the like over-the-shoulder versions. Uh, the camera, sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah. So oh, it's yeah. not like top-down. So, but I actually think that's quite refreshing to see because I, I feel like we, we've had like a streak now of like developers. Well, I, I won't say developers, sorry, that's probably wrong, the wrong word. We'll say companies. Um, they've announced like a remake and then when it's come out, they've like delisted the originals. So yeah. now you can only play the remake. So it's actually yeah, kind of yeah. nice to see someone come out and go, look, we're remaking it, but we're also releasing the original. So you have a choice. You don't have yeah. to just stick to that one. Which I'm like, yay! Good guy Konami? What? <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't so, sound right. This is part of a package as well. So it's not Good. like pay full price for the single game. Oh, to add as well that um, I read about the Master Collection Volume 1. Um, included in it will also be the original Mel Gear mm. and Mel Gear 2 Solid Snake. Yeah. So... Cool. I think I'll definitely look at buying it. Although, I don't know why they didn't advertise that as well, though. Yeah, Strange didn't actually show that off in the... That would have been a good selling point. Mm. Really makes me wonder why we're coming for Volume 2, though. Like, Well, everyone keeps talking about, oh, we need to get Metal Gear 4. Well, we do. It's stuck on PS3. Well, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's just stuck <laughs> on PS3. It's trying to get it off of that thing. It's going to thing be is, very the... difficult. I, I wonder if the reason for that is because they they had so much product placement in there, like so much Sony, you know, products that were in that. Do you think it's it's kind of locked with Sony? Do you think you'll ever see Mega Sword Four on an Xbox? I can't. Well, I can't remember exactly what 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 was Sony branded in it. I don't remember it. Um, I know there was. I think a, there was I, the Walkman. I thought they had think, an iPod in it. Didn't they have an Apple iPod? You might be that's right. Why, that's what I thought they had. But surely you can just change that to generic listening. Yeah, you'd think <laughs> so. I wonder how this. long like the contracts are for that that kind of placement as well. Like whether they've expired already. Yeah, but I'm sure there'll be a workaround. But it's just the architecture of the console itself, isn't it? That's that's. I think that's the biggest problem with it. But as, 
I just Dan want a full cell processor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it's sad that we might not see that. But... Well, I hope so. I feel like I think my wish for volume two would be the portable ops. I think that's what we're thinking it's going to be, isn't it? Uh, Peace Walker. Yeah, Peace Walker. Four. And... Hmm? I'd like four in there. Yeah, I don't see it happening though. Well, it's not this, so. uh, <laughs> if not, you know what? I'd like to see the Acid games. Mm. It's a collection. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm interested to try it again. Maybe I just, maybe just at the time I wasn't interested because it wasn't, it wasn't the Metal Gear that I wanted. True. Because it was very what, different. Well, I've always wanted, I've wanted Twin Snakes to be on one of these. Never see it. Yeah. Give me the remake of the original Mel Gear. I'll just do that instead. I'll take that I just, as well. I, I just want to remake <laughs> the first one from the ground up. Yeah. Just do it. And I have to say, I'm actually really looking forward to playing Mel Gear 2 again. Because I think Mel Gear 2 is so underrated compared to all the other ones. I love Mel Gear I'm, 2. I'm, I'm going to clear up a little bit and suggest that you're saying Mel Gear Solid 2. Correct. Yeah. Sons of Lotus. There is, there is a Mel Gear 2. <laughs> yes. That, yes, um, that, yes, that one. That one. Yeah, I did I feel like it, it got unfair criticism over the character switch. Yeah, it did. I do think well, story-wise it is Looking back on it, I think, I think it's tremendous. Mm. I'll just quickly add as well, they did announce the original... They're going to be using the original voices in the remake as well. Yeah, there was a big hoo-ha But it, I, I think they announced that they're actually just taking the original audio and using it. I don't think they're actually making anything yeah. new. The way I read this is that they were just copying and pasting yeah, the voices from the game. And yet everyone seems to be making a massive deal about, oh, they're bringing it back to me. You record it, and it's like I thought it was pretty clear by the statement. Yeah, it it, it was a bit confusing a little bit, but I'd rather they just bring the original voice actors back and just re-record it. I don't know. It's, it's people's voices changing all that, doesn't it? That's been a while. David Hayter not... still sounds like Snake at this point. So <laughs> I don't. Know I, idea... I don't think that'll ever go away. <laughs> I know in an ideal world, but. Nah, I don't think it's necessary. I mean, the voice acting was great as it was. Or you could just use AI at this point. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Let's move on to the next game. Yep. Towers of... Agasma? Skip. Yeah. Skip. Okay. I have no interest. Uh, I, can't, I can't even remember it. What even was it? Exactly. Skip. Some, some anime, I think. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so next we got a another new trailer for Final Fantasy 16. Skip. Skip. Fine. I'm the only one. <laughs> no, who if, likes you, if you, you want to no, talk no, about it, go. Please, yeah. please speak. What, what's your thoughts on it? I, I, I literally don't know anything about Final Fantasy. So. Well, I mean, from from all the stuff that we've seen, I do like that they seem to have gone back to like sort of like a medieval. Um, time period there was like there was a good few uh good few games in the series that that kind of went a bit futuristic so it's nice that they're kind of pulling it back i think just the big standing point here is that you get to finally sort of control the summons and you actually have like big summon fights in the game that don't just seem to be quick time events you actually do like proper fighting which seems pretty cool like on like a massive scale, it looks ridiculously kaiju-esque. So I love the look at that. Um, 
I think it's the combat as well. They seem to have embraced the the whole like hack and slash, but add RPG elements to it as well. So it's not just turn based. So I think you know people might have been put off with Final Fantasy being a turn based RPG for years. This this could be something down your alley if you like hack and slash, hack and slash uh, <laughs> stuff. So plus it seems to be they're using a lot of British actors in this one as well so it's funny seeing all I, the american people i didn't recognize one voice in that actually i, I recognize one i feel I like a, i don't i, I can't yeah. put a face or a name but i just recognize the I, voice i can put i can actually put a face to it but i can't put the name to it i'd have to research because i don't know what the character's name was either but no um but i look at it I'll, i probably won't get it like away because i've got too big of a Backlog. Backlog. Mm. So. The thing about Final Fantasy for me is I am fairly tempted to get into it because obviously we got Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS Plus. Yeah. I've got it installed on my old PS4 and I think to myself, sometimes I think, oh, shall I give it a go? But it just seems so daunting at this point that there's, well, more than 16 of them. Yeah. Obviously with all the side ones as well. The, the thing that I'll tell you is that none of them are really linked to one another. There's no like ongoing arc. Each Final Fantasy game is kind of contained in itself. So you don't have to like think, oh, I've got to start from one to sort of know what the story is. You can literally start from 16 and it'll be fine. Mm. Uh, the only ones that I think continue is like uh, Final Fantasy XIII's got about two sequels to it and I think Final Fantasy X got a sequel, but over that, you'd be fine. Like, I mean, you try try Seven Remake that was on PS Plus, just to see what you think of it. You don't really need to know the story of the original to get into it. So, might give it a go. I'm not. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got too many other games anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next one, Alan Wake Two. I wrote a two word note on this. Scary? Nope. I wrote cool. a three-word thing. Alan Wake 2. Yeah. <laughs> was, that, say, was that the only one that said at least from Remedy? <laughs> I'll say he's got the look of um, Keanu Reeves about him. Oh, yeah, Wake. definitely. Yeah. I thought John, he looked John a bit Wake. like um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Really? Yeah, he's got that. I don't know. Some people seem to be torn between Jake and Keanu, and apparently it's just someone else who's a real uh, model actor that just somehow looks like both. Looks like both of them. But then we got a bit more of Assassin's Creed Mirage. Mm. So dude doing his parkour stuff. Yeah, it seems to be taking it back to uh, basics. Well, people keep saying this, but... That's that to me just that's the same as the previous ones, isn't it? No, come on. It is. You know how origins and like Yeah, yeah but it's the way you assassin you can still parkour, but it's the it's the whole point of being an assassin. Like from like origins onwards, mm. you're not really an assassin, are you? Mm. You are of sorts. Of anyway. sorts, but not like a pure anyway. Well, all I'm saying is that it doesn't look any different to me. I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. Oh. 
I just I just don't understand why people keep saying it seems like a, a massive departure. Unless we get to the gameplay and we get playing it and we see. The well, I, I think I think there was an announcement like they've kind of stripped back like the RPG stuff. It's like it's very now it's just pure. But it's 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 Ubisoft, so. Well, there'll still be watchtowers, and there'll still be like one thousand well, yeah. icons on the map that obscure what's going on. Well, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, there was a bit of that diving, weren't there? And of course, they. I know that wasn't the sound, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the eagle. The eagle sound. Yeah. yeah, the eagle sound. <laughs> well, you did mention something about possibly like uh, multiple routes to take. It's like you mentioned, like bribing guards, didn't it? Yeah. I, I could see I could way. see this being like almost their hitman almost. You know, like having multiple way, ways of completing the mission sort of thing. But it did look like there's a possible like day night cycle that you can choose. I got that interpretation. Because it, it showed a bit where you sat on a bed and then it changed from day to night. Whether that yeah, means the player I can do that. that was... Yeah, I feel like that was something you could do in Origins because I think there was there was a whole big gameplay of like I can't remember. you can do it you can do it during the day. There'll be there was some like there'll be less guards, but you'll become more visible. Whereas at night time, there's more guards, but obviously there's more chance of being hidden in shadows and stuff. Yeah, okay. I think it was Origins. Oh, I can't. I can't remember. I played Origins, but I don't remember that. It might have been in uh, Odyssey, maybe. I don't know. But. Um, Let's go in at October the 12th. Cool. Right, well, what about the uh, next game that we saw? Revenant Hill? Yeah, the, the black cat with glowing red eyes. Hmm. Uh, to be honest, on this one, I really like the music. The, like, Eastern European kind of old oh, French style. You're going to French fly. <laughs> hmm. It did sound like very accordion-like, didn't it? So... Yeah, I, d- I don't. I didn't really know what to make of it because, in a way, when I was watching it, it looked like maybe the cat was going forward in time, um, due to seeing like the old plague masks and then maybe the, like the industrial revolution, and then a bit of me thinking, is it just set in industrial times? But I didn't really get to see that much, to be honest. Hmm. My best guess is it's just a platformer set in the nineteenth century, but. Suppose we'll find out. Yeah, I don't have many thoughts on this one. <laughs> yeah, you could you could get really get much from that. Unlike get... this next game. I mean it's just no anime game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. So uh Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Yeah, me too, Mark. Me too. <laughs> it's a thing, well, I guess. <laughs> I mean it just it... I mean there was a few that looked quite similar yeah this is the thing they all look interchangeable to me that's the thing so i think i'm the same as you mark because i've not got any connection to these characters it just doesn't mean anything so it all kind of blends into one yeah i try and uh, these type of games i try and look to see if like the combat's any good or like you know if the story seems interesting but uh there weren't much from this one so then we got a, a new CG trailer for Street Fighter 6, didn't we? Woo, yep. Another look at World Tour. There's a lot of people running around, whacking each other. Yep. Can't complain. That's how you do it. That's, that's Street Fighter. Aye. 
to me, it seems strange that they actually put it in because it's out now, isn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well. Well, it went out. It wasn't at the time. The time when at the, time, the showcase. Yeah. Came out. No, but it was like literally a few days away. Yeah. It was just like a last ditch inclusion for some reason. I'm not quite sure why. It wasn't needed in there anyway. Yeah. Just in case we forgot the seven other trailers that we've seen. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mad. This next one, Ultros. Mm. I felt like on LSD. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Just psychedelic, weren't it? Yeah. <laughs> Trippy. It's like a very colourful side scroller kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Remind me like many almost like Metroidvania type of games. That, that sort of 2D side-scrolling style where you're going through big levels. Yep. Yes, Austin. And uh, probably collecting up, you know, power-ups to unlock more areas. I don't know, maybe that kind of style. Yeah, because there like... was, like, the combat aspects of it, so, yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Did seem interesting, the powers, though. You like, you seem to throw, like, maybe, like, a seed that plant, it would, like, planted um, vines to be able to swing to to get to, like, new places. That seemed interesting yeah definitely so i just loved all the colors personally that was like the big bit for me. It, well, yeah it was very very <laughs> colorful oh speaking of anime again uh <laughs> tower of fantasy mm-hmm. so then the next game we got which is far more interesting uh and it's definitely on my radar anyway is uh we got first gameplay look of dragon's dogma 2 Looks, looks. I'd probably say it looks about the same as the first game. It was very, it was very uh, RPG heavy and um, kind of inspired by Skyrim a little bit, but just in third person. But it is cool. It, it seems as though the the pawn system's back. So that was um, in the original game. You could spawn um, uh, t- NPCs sorry, to sorry, be part of your Sorry, Matt. I thought you said the pawn system for a second. I'm like, what? So, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> right, the pawn. P A W N. Yeah. So you did say that. Oh, I thought, I yeah. thought you meant spawn. Yes, yeah, because in the next sentence you then said spawn. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Do carry on. Anyway. It's just our perverted minds. That's all. You know what? I probably did say the word and then you took it anyway. No, so. no you, you, uh, did, you, you did say the word. You just meant the, the other one. Yeah, I meant the other one. I've lost my train of thought now. Uh, so, <laughs> Dragon's Dogma, you like it? Yes, being able to fight giant monsters and, and griffins and all that kind of stuff. It seems, it's definitely setting like a fantasy setting, and we got like a look of the producer as well. Mm. Should that be quite fun to fight? Um, I'm sure the world will be massive as well, like it was in the original. Although I think the original, it was more like. I don't think it was quite open world. I think it was kind of like a semi-open world where like you had areas that you could go into and then you had to like load into other ones. Whereas I think, I hope this one's like a full-fledged open world. That'd be cool. So, And obviously dragons. The dragons looked terrifying in this one. So, I guess then we began to move on to VR. Anyway. Oh, this game is up your alley, isn't it, Mark? Well, I wrote a three-word review. More scary. Nope. <laughs> More scary. No. I, I really enjoy this trailer, mainly because of like the employer-employee dynamic jokes, and they hit a little bit too close to home. Oh. And then I got a bit upset. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got to see um, Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted 2. 
Yeah. So looks to be initially set on the there's so many games in the series. I think it's called Sisters Lo- Location. The way it came down, it starts in like a circular um, elevator. So must be based on that. But yeah, no, I'm not playing this game. I, I already don't even like to want to play the original. So <laughs> VR would just kill me. But then we got Resident Evil 4 VR mode. And yeah. I wrote a forward review. Even more scary. Nope. <laughs> That's pretty similar to my review. We'll not be playing that. Oh, come on. You know you'd want to play. My chainsaw friend, though. I can I can go and see him. Yeah, you'd want to see that in VR, though. Hell no. Would you really <laughs> want to see that in VR? <laughs> oh. I, I mean, it looks see. fun to me. Looks fun. It, it scared me enough playing it normally. Never mind in VR. Look, I've played, I've, I've played the original, so I know where the, like the scare parts are, so I can yeah. I can prepare myself. Seven, no, I don't think I would. Ever, I could never go through seven again because that atmosphere is definitely scary. I mean, it is a great addition. I mean, they seem to be uh, doing real well with their VR ports. Hmm. I I had some good stuff over the yeah. uh, village one, so. Plus the, the original Resident Evil 4 that they made for Quest 2. Mm. Uh, there's some good things in that as well. So It's just a shame. It's a genre. I ain't going to touch. But that's, 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 I think that's, uh, it's becoming a bit of an annoyance with VR for me. Is that a well, lot of se- horror. A lot, a lot of, of things horror. seem to be based horror-wise. I think it's because it's, it's probably the genre that... Can utilise VR probably. Y- yeah, yeah, utilises yeah. VR quite well. Yeah. So, particularly with things like the eye tracking. But speaking of uh, scary stuff, there's something that's kind of because it was scary, but it's actually more comical, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit lighter. Yeah, that's Arizona Sunshine 2. Never played the first one. Do, do you have like a forward review for that as well? Not too scary. Still, uh, no, <laughs> no. No, but I'd, I'd, I'd be more inclined to play this than any of the other ones. Yeah, this this seems a bit more awesome. lighthearted, doesn't it? In terms of like yeah. the quips of the protagonist, there's um, a dog. Yeah. So that's always a plus. Yeah. And the yeah, fun ways you can kill the zombies. Yeah. <laughs> slapping around with it. Oh, you just slapping. <laughs> uh, I did. I did try to give the the original go on VR. Um, I, I wish I could. I wish I could have enjoyed it. I, I feel like my setup of the initial VR was what. Didn't make me enjoy it. I didn't enjoy much stuff in VR because my my setup was rubbish. So hopefully, in, you know, the new PSVR two will be a lot better. Yeah, it would uh, be good if they could potentially upgrade the original. Do you know to use PSVR two to give people like a taster of getting into the second one? Actually, we do that with a lot of the original VR games. <laughs> so, because let's face it, we're never going to play Star Trek Bridge Crew. <laughs> Unless they upgrade that. It needs to make a sequel. But then we had Crossfire Sierra Squad. Yeah, this just screamed generic shooter. Yeah. Generic Mm. tactical military shooter. Where you're like sweeping buildings and taking out terrorists, I assume. I mean, if there's anything like Rainbow Six Siege in VR, I'd I'd be up for it. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't be a bad thing, I guess. But then we got... um, one we've seen a bit of quite recently, isn't it? Synapse. Synapse. Yeah. Synapse. 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 Like 
But I think there was a bit more of the story here, wasn't there? So to me, it looks like a guy infiltrates yeah. like some coastal house, and he gets sucked into like some device that takes him into the mind of someone. That's my interpretation, anyway. Yeah, that's that's how I took it. Yeah, like you need to get into this guy's mind to be able to obviously stop him or something like that. Very, very Inception. Mm. Well, that comes out July the fourth. Yeah, not too long. I did like look at this one. It, it does look a, lot, a little bit more interesting. You've got sort of like force powers. You move like objects and enemies around and stuff, and a little, a little bit better. Plus, I mean, you always get like a plus point when you've got David Hayer in the game. So, ah, yes, yes. As soon as he started talking, I was like, I know that voice immediately. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the art style of this, and as Matt said, like the telepathy aspect of it is an interesting mechanic. So, yeah, I will say it seemed a bit like a like a first person rogue light as well. It seemed to have that aspect to that if you die, you come back and you have to sort of start all over again sort of thing. But you get to keep certain things. That, the voiceover, the female voiceover seemed to indicate that. Yeah. So, we're cool. And then finally, as part of the EVR stuff, we got a Shadow Drop. Beat Saber. Went to PSVR too. I've always yeah. wanted to play this game. Hmm. I think it was inevitable. Yeah, mm. just for its popularity alone. But I've I've heard that I mean it might be patched now, but some people were having like timing timing and like alignment issues with the um, sense controls. So, oh okay. But well, it is. but it also announced there's going to be uh, the Queen music pack. Yes, anyone that was streaming the showcase at this point had to mute it. So <laughs> yeah. for any copyright music they played through. But I, I'm intrigued by Beat Saber. I like it. What about this next one? This was intriguing. Bungie. Mm. Back. The one called Marathon. Oh, a very classic series of this. Mm. So it showed like, some sort of weird experiments of some kind. And then a guy running from somewhere gets sniped. Yep. And Starts then, melting. Yeah. And then he zoomed out to show like a hurricane kind of thing. That was going on. And then there's like a broken moon planet. Yeah, like that. a ship that's going straight through the moon. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Intriguing. I liked the 3D printing caterpillars. That that was my favourite bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I I was intrigued in this because I know it's 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 it was like the first series of Bungie ever worked on. So I was like, okay, this would be cool. It would be like a reimagining of yeah what it used to be. Um, and then I read a little bit of news about it. And apparently it's actually going to be like a PvP shooter. <laughs> so like Mark's face right now, my enthusiasm for the series suddenly dropped. <laughs> well, it was nice while it lasted, weren't it? Yeah. But that wasn't all for Bungie, was it? So then uh, there's a little CG trailer of Destiny 2, The Final Shape. Do you I think this will be the last DLC they do for... I believe it is. Yes. Sounds believe, like it's going to be. Yes, because um, they also announced there's going to be a showcase on the 22nd of August about it. Mm. So, and the return of a uh, fan favorite character as well, Cl- Clyde, I believe. Clyde Six. I'll take your word for it. 
I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know which about Destiny. I mean, that, uh, that's from what I know. I think he's voiced by Nolan North. So, now this next one didn't really get much from this. Concord. Oh, Concord. Yeah. Yeah. So this is made by Firewalk. Mm-hmm. So it showed like the interior of a spaceship. As yep. it's, I imagine it, it's about to enter a warp jump or something like that. Or is it about to enter an atmosphere somewhere? It's yeah, it seemed like I it was burning up. I think. Couldn't really get much else from this, but I have to say it did have the best looking CGI burger since the Resi Two remake. It did make me hungry. Mm. It was good. Yeah, okay, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's coming next year, which is unsurprising because I couldn't really get anything from this. So it sort of reminded me of the um, what's the game called? The sci-fi game coming up. My mind's got blank. Star... Starfield. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. It kind of reminds me of Starfield. <laughs> really? With the with the CG trailer. Where um... that's, in that it showed like the interior of a spaceship and the stuff flying around. But I think that's probably where the similarities end. Yeah, probably. I Yeah, I like the, the synth music in the background, so it makes me think it's going to yes. be quite 80s, obviously. Yeah. So. yeah. And then next, they, they had to slip in that Gran Turismo trailer, yeah, didn't they? got to get that in yeah. there. Come on. I'd already <laughs> forgotten about it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so this is based on the true story of a guy who can't remember. It. I, f- I forgot his name. So he was a, pl- a Gran Turismo player who then became a real racing driver. So I'm expecting some, like, rags to riches journey. Oh, yeah. With a probably a cliche love story thread in there as well. Who was but, the... Um, who was the... There was an actor in there that seemed familiar. David Harbour from Stranger Things. That was it, yeah. And Orlando Blooms. Orlando Blooms, yeah. Yeah. So I've got got great respect for the uh, the director of this. That's Neil Blomkamp. I really like his other work. What's he done? District 9. Like the the, Mm. the aliens in South Africa. Did Elysium as well? Yeah, Elysium. Oh, Elysium. But, um... I don't know, he used to watch some of his short films. He's got some... He's, he's, he uh, founded a studio called Oats Studio. You can find their short films online on YouTube. They're really good. It's, it, I just find it a bit stunning, weird because it's not the sort of thing I would expect him to do, this. He's more, like, very sci-fi-centric. No, yeah, to, to be fair, for, for all the, like, different, like, pictures on where the... whatever story they could have done for Gran Turismo... I actually quite, I'm quite like pleasantly surprised they've used this one. There's like it's based on a, a real story and it seems to be like ingrained into, yeah, the actual game itself. Like the, yeah. it's, it feels important rather than yeah. making some silly thing that like Need for Speed did. Just like that's, generic racing. So like, okay, yeah, that's the name. Yeah. Well, that's it. It could just be a generic racing film, but this is like, oh no, we're actually going to base it on like, I'm almost like ranks to riches kind of story. I'm like, oh, okay. Then. Give you respect for that. I actually watch it and see if it's any good. Yeah, yeah. I'm sold on it because of the, the director. I do trust him. So mm. I'm over it. Because when they first announced this, I thought, what? <laughs> oh, say so you yeah, like? What, how that, can you do a film about Gran Turismo? We'll Got to get those licenses. Yeah, I'm sure we <laughs> shall be going to see that, and I'm sure we'll report back to that on this pod. But then, before we got to the final game, there's a couple of other interesting announcements, weren't there? Yeah, hardware announcements. Mm. Mm. So I should begin with the Project Q. Yeah. Like you. <laughs> it's just a code name, isn't it? But... Yeah. So this is essentially a tablet with a PS5 controller merged in there. 
Yeah, it's, it says it, it's a dedicated device that enables you to stream any game from your PS5 console using remote play over Wi-Fi. And it's got an 8-inch HD screen and all the buttons and the features of DualSense. And basically, it does look like a DualSense has been cut in half with like a switch screen glued in between them. It's, it's, like, kinda, it's like someone's used the uh, fuse fuse power from Tears of the Kingdom. Like, I'm going to fuse this PS5 controller with this tablet. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> or the Sony have just gone, you know, like Wii U gamepad. We want that. It's interesting. I don't know how popular it will be. I think it all depends on the price point. I, oh, I think yeah. it's going to be 200 quid. If it I was hundred, if it if it was hundred and fifty, fantastic. But I think it's going to be two hundred. It's all right. You're, you're going to snap one up anyway, so. Of course, I'll buy it regardless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has. Um, in terms of like the screen itself, it is 1080p, um, 60 fps. So. There are reports that it might have a bad battery life, though. Hmm. But oh, that's just that's, like just, that's just rumor. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, Not for more see. details. I was more yeah. intrigued by the other announcement, to be honest. Really? Yes, I was really interested in this one. So the PlayStation earbuds. I've been wanting earbuds for so long to be to use with a console. The the thing with earbuds though, it the mic's got to be good. Oh no, but I I don't care. No, about he's it. not. No, you're not going to use it. It's just I'm just using for audio. What, just for you playing games? Yes. Yourself? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't use them for online call. I'd just stick with my head- headset. But it's just, you can maneuver around. I like to watch, you know, if I'm watching films that I'm streaming, sometimes I like to put you know, like headset on instead. Mm-hmm. And having that tethered to my con- uh, controller is a bit awkward. It's like oh, if I want to have like... No, but it's just it's just a lot easier and a lot more comfortable to not just tip over off your head and things like that. Yeah, I can see that. Plus, you'll be able to use this. There's a lot lighter as well. These for your PC as well and and your phone. Yes. So yeah. So yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm I'm really happy with that. Just wish it works for Xbox as well, but of course oh, that's not going to happen. I'm sure you can somehow <laughs> find a way to use it. <laughs> uh, yeah, there'll be a dongle you can buy that'll connect it. So someone will hack something with it and yeah. it'll work. I can see so I can see me buy these. Well, again. How much do you think it'll depending be? Depending on price. I reckon yeah. they're gonna be about hundred and twenty quid. Well it's, it's that's no different from an AirPods. So Yeah, that's where I'm kind of placing them in terms of that high end Yeah. Is that really worth it? Yes. I've got some AirPods, they're really worth it. If you if you've got Apple stuff. But anyway. I feel but they uh <laughs> <laughs> feel poor. Uh no. But the um Jim Ryan he just said uh they will they are new wireless technology that will deliver lossless audio with low latency. Technical jargon. Yeah. Sound like sound like buzz words to me. Yeah. I did I did like the case it came with like the flip. Yeah, that's cool. Thing. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'll give it that. So uh should we get on to the final game then? Yep, the most important looked, game. Looked a bit good. Looked a bit good. So it's Marvel Spider-Man 2. Mm. When I saw the start of this trailer, I didn't even connect that it was Spider-Man. I thought it could be something else. I was getting Predator vibes. It was in the jungle. Yeah, it's a good shout, actually. Yeah. 
and it was acting like something was like looking for them. Once I had like the the voiceover, I immediately clicked. It was like Craven. So, yeah, did, did Terry tell me to show him the tablet? I'm like, oh right, that's what this game is. Took yeah. <laughs> until the tablet. <laughs> yeah, with a big picture of Spider Man. Spider Man. It's like, oh right, that's it. <laughs> that's the yeah. second. Basically, Craven the hunters in the forest. You find some other dude. I don't know who the other dude is. Yeah, it's like they brought some mercenaries to try and hunt him as like a uh, yeah, like a sport, challenge, basically. Yeah. And then, and the guy was like, no challenge. Yeah, it, yeah, it was so crap. And then Craven did him in, just tossed yeah. him aside. Twist his neck and then throw yeah. him away. <laughs> Off you go. And then uh, some other dude in his party says, "Oh yeah, go 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 here to New York and try and hunt all these animals, heroes, <laughs> things." So yeah, six months later, they go to Queens, New York. And that's where we kick off with the, the showcase, basically, don't we? So Craven and his gang are hunting lizard, it would appear. But then we kicked off with some uh, combat with a symbiote Peter Parker. Yep. Look good, doesn't it? I can't wait for this. It's going to be absolutely mm. fantastic. It did It did look, I think, it. It did seem at this point it was when he just got the symbiote. So if you if you see him originally when he pops out of the basement, he is still kind of in his um I suppose advanced suit. Yeah. Uh it's only when he lands that the, the symbiote essentially starts forming around him and making originally before the suit finally like cleared up, originally I was like, Oh god, that's a horrible suit. Why is that? That doesn't look right. <laughs> And then, and then he like phoned back over. I was like, oh, okay, that looks a lot better. <laughs> yeah, a lot of tentacle action. Big fan of that. Yep. Like, there you are. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> it's like four tentacles picking all, all people up and then slamming against the ground. I did like the one where he just grabbed the the guy and just starts smashing him between two walls. That's quite funny. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just starts kicking him in in midriff and against the wall. And yet funny. they'll still say Spider Man's not a murderer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course he's not. All them uh, people he trucked off a building. <laughs> anyway, yeah. look, they were webbed back to the building. They just also yeah, was yeah. Where, where, where they, yeah, but how did they get down? Yeah, where they starved to death. Actually, yeah. it dissolves, doesn't it? So they're well, yeah, still falls to death. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's a cultic cops and like, look, this guy on the Empire State Building, you might want to bring it down. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one, copper. <laughs> but, but then um, a bit of plot happens, and then uh, you listen to something over the radio, don't you? And it says switch to miles. I really like that mechanic. It does make, make me question, though, is, is is that just a plot thing? That you press it when it prompts you to, in plot? Or well, is that I've, something you can do mm, in general gameplay? I've, I've read somewhere um, in general, just free roam gameplay, you will be able to switch between them freely. Good. I imagine you probably could. Yeah, I think the dimension as well as the story goes on, there'll be at points where you will it will prompt you to switch between so continue the story. But free roam you'll yeah. be able to yeah. switch I'm between. A, I'm hoping for something like GTA where you switch over to Trevor and he's like killing a prostitute. <laughs> Not exactly that, <laughs> as an example. All right, well, yeah. you can see him doing stuff that they would in the day to day lives. Do you know to kind of expand on the character a bit? It would be cool. It'd be cool. It'd be like. If you're playing as Miles, you switch over to Peter, and he's just like, he's just sat somewhere, like eating a sandwich, and then like suddenly puts his like face mask back on, and like starts swinging. 
they'll have like a little cutscene just to like get a little bit of their character and stuff and like personality. That'd be cool. So as if the web slinging wasn't good enough. We now got gliding. The yeah. wingsuit. Yeah. That looks fun. That looks wicked. Traversing I, I, around with New York is never going to be so good. Oh, it's going to be so fun. I, I did want to know at that, at that point when he was coming through and he started going through these like the ring wind things. yeah things i was like okay was that is that part of the story or was that something he activated the way i saw it, is it some sort of like airflow system that was speeding him up yeah that's the way i interpreted it but how that works i don't know yeah I, I'm, I'm sure there'll be like a in-game reason as to why they seem to be around cool though i love i love the idea of them yeah, yeah when it came up i got um superman 64 ptsd <laughs> yeah. But I did read that apparently this is supposed to be like double the size of the map from last game. They did, yeah. They said it's twice the size as the originals, New York. Because they've got um the boroughs added to it as well now. You've got like Queens and um some other areas. I wonder if they'll have like a full underground system as well. Because you know you've got the lizard and that's yeah, yeah. primarily where he seems to like hide and stuff. That'd be cool. Have a full like Subway slash sewer map underneath. It's probably just as well we've got a gliding mechanic now. If they're yeah, the size. get around quicker. Yeah. So then we got we got shown some new stealth abilities, didn't we? Like the uh, tying multiple enemies enemies up from the ceiling. I, I like that like... you can attach the web line to wherever you want now. Yeah, make your own that was like, wires to walk like... across. Yeah, that's really good. I did like that. But he had his pretty cool electrical powers. So Miles. Yeah. I can't explain him. It's just a lot of electricity going off, smacking people around. And basically, this was Miles sneaking through a building looking for Collins, wasn't it? Yeah. And, uh, Peter ends up rocking up. And then, oh, actually, the dude with the um, the flying robot thing above. What's his name? Uh, Genki. That's the one. He turned up as well, didn't he? So the three of them are there. Lizard pops up. And then we, we just went on this mad chase sequence down the river. Oh, that was cool. I loved it. So then Craven and his goons are then chasing Lizard. Was it was it Peter or Miles who was using the swinging cranes? I think it was Miles, weren't it? You're still using them. Yeah, Miles. It, it's one of those... He's attacking the jet skis and things like that. I find it funny with those cranes, though. It's always like the convenience. Yeah, convenient. <laughs> like, the if they weren't there, what are they going to do? <laughs> I did like the bit where it showed you... Um, he glided inside like a cabin or something, didn't he? Oh, that, that was um, Peter, wasn't he? Peter, he glides yeah. through... Um... It's like some crane. I feel like it was like thing. a train. I feel like it, it was like a train like on a crane sort of thing. He flew right through. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I like some of the original games where they had those like um, um, almost like chimneys on, on a crane that you could go through. Yeah. Oh, they were fun. Then uh, started doing a bit of water skiing. Mm. Being chased by a lizard, trying to chomp you. And then it finished off with the uh, the teamwork between the two, didn't it? Or the alloop, as I like to say. Mm. Destroying the drones. But then um, I think there's a bit of a plot point, wasn't there? It's where it seemed like the symbiote might be affecting Peter a bit. Yeah. Well, he started off sure like played. a deeper voice, didn't he, when he was talking? He was kind of shouting a lot. Apparently, yeah. his, apparently his teeth are as big as uh, lizards. That's pretty much where it ended, wasn't it? Looks mm. good. Looks really good. 
I don't know if this was something you, you noticed even. I don't know if it was um, if it could have been a graphic thing, like something changed that didn't need to. But like when you first see Park in the symbiote suit, he's got like the massive white eyes and stuff. Yeah. And then um, towards the end, when he's sat down with Miles, and you kind of you see that close up of him when he turns. I thought I noticed his eyes shape a little different this seems a little a little bit more sharp not sharp but like they're like a, a possible like bang Do you know like how venom's eyes are very kind of zigzag almost yeah, yeah. i thought i saw initial look at it so i thought oh maybe that might be the longer peter has it the more his suit starts changing a little i could be wrong yeah. it could very well be it was yeah. very slight so it could just be like a graphic thing because so, they, they did say I think it was from a it was from an alpha build they, what they showed off so it could be just a slight graphical glitch but I, I hope so it would be cool to start seeing his suit change a little bit to see that more of like a Venom influence and stuff do you reckon later on in game we'll see a Peter versus Miles as the symbiote takes over definitely I, I thought about that when they uh when they were both sat there, I was like, "You gotta have P. You gotta have Peter versus Miles at some point." Miles is there like Palpatine with lightning. Unlimited <laughs> 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 power. <laughs> Thing is, I I do wonder who will end up becoming Venom in this game because there, there was a bit of a talk. There's a little bit of dialogue in that sequence. Well, I think Pia mentioned some about Harry being in trouble or something. So it did seem that, like we've already we've already got the teaser that Harry is suffering from some sort of illness in the like Easter eggs uh, that we saw at the end of the original game and Miles, and we saw in I think it was the original game, wasn't it, that he had the symbiote attached to him at one point, but now it's off him. So it's like, ooh, okay, what's well, What's happened there? I'm intrigued. I, I think they'll do a really good story with this. I'm really looking forward to it. Mm. When did we think it was? Did we think it was going to be September? Yeah, September. Or was the announcement? Was the announced date? Seth Fall, Fall 2023. Because there was that that dude who was in it. Who were? Uh, <laughs> I think he mentioned that it was going to be September, didn't it? Because they were going to do the marketing. You know the guy who was on Twitter who did the Venom voice. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then so Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. That was the PlayStation Showcase. And I guess that's it for the news. Shall we move on to what we're currently playing? Let's do it. Yeah, go on. Shall I kick us off? Go on then, Mark. All right. Okay. So I'll be playing a little game called The Suicide of Rachel Foster. Now, as you may have guessed from that time before. Yeah. The game does deal with some pretty dark themes. So the game is set in December 1993, and you play a young woman called Nicole Wilson, who at the beginning is reading a letter uh, given to her from her now deceased mother called Claire. And her father, Leonard, who is now also deceased, was the owner of a hotel in uh, Lewis and Clark County, Montana, called the Timberline Hotel. And 20 years earlier, in 1983, Leonard began grooming a 16-year-old girl 
by the name of Rachel Foster. And Rachel was Nicole's classmate at school. And once this relationship was exposed, Rachel seemingly committed suicide while she was nine weeks pregnant. And hence the game's title. And this obviously destroyed their family. And Nicole and her mother left the hotel to go live a new life. And now following the death of both her parents, Nicole has now inherited this hotel. And she's instructed by this letter to sell it. And therefore, like, get closure on this dark chapter in the family history. So she travels there uh, to meet a lawyer and to do like a quick ex- quick inspection. She wants to be in and out. She just doesn't want any, anything to do with the place. Um, but then, unfortunately, a snowstorm occurs and she ends up getting stranded there. She can't she can't leave because it's just too bad. And the lawyer can't get there either. So while she's there, she's contacted over the phone by a man called Irving, who works as part of the Federal Emergency Management Agency. And he appears to have knowledge of both the hotel and the events of what happened 20 years ago. Because he used to like deliver supplies to the, the hotel and all that. So the game is played from a first person's perspective. And as you walk around the, the hotel, essentially trying to find ways to survive whilst you're stuck there. And throughout the game, Irving talks and gives assistance to you over the over a mobile phone. And he provides advice of what he knows about the hotel that could probably help you. But then she receives a mysterious phone call on the landline of the hotel, which is supposed to be no longer in use. It's supposed to be a deadline now. And from this, it prompts her to start investigating the circumstances around Rachel's death. So over a series of days, Nicole, with Irving's assistance, searches the hotel for clues. So when you walk around, you basically interact and look at certain objects and like, they basically help expand the backstory of it. And you also come across like some key items that you can use uh, as well. Now, thematically, it it does feel. Well, you can say it's a walking simulator, but it's it's probably a walking simulator slash horror. But it's probably not in a traditional sense of a horror. It's the horror is more provided by like the tone of it. So the whole game has like a sense of unease as you walk around like this abandoned hotel alone. Mm. I mean, visually, it's stunning. It looks really good. And I believe it's Unreal 4. That's it. And it's like an almost photorealistic look to it. Quite similar to like, you know, PT. Mm, Yeah. It doesn't look like it's I mean, that's quite a disturbing comparison to make. Um, But it does really have like a it appears to have like a haunting quality to it. And I mean, there's even a bit in it where uh, the power goes out in the hotel because obviously the snowstorm and you've got to find the generator to switch it back on. And but the only light source you come across is the uh, the flash of a Polaroid camera. So you walk around a bit flashing this Polaroid camera. And then you take a few more steps, flash. And it's just like you've got this tension that's just there. It's like, if I'm going to flash flash the camera, is something going to be there, standing <laughs> there or something or someone? It's just really unnerving. And then at the beginning of the game, it encourages you to put headphones on. Because, and I can see why, because after playing it, the sound design is top class. You can hear all like the creaks and the reverberations and the, the resonant sounds of this like dilapidated hotel around you and it just comes together to make this like discomforting ambience 
very much was liking it to two games that came to mind. It was uh, Firewatch and What Remains of Edith Finch. Now, the former, I really liked. The latter, not so much, but that's a different story. But I did rather enjoy this. It's like an intriguing little narrative game, which, as I said earlier, covers some pretty dark themes. At the start, it does say, um, it does ask to seek help if you're affected by any of the issues that are raised in it. But finally, aside from that, annoyingly though, after I completed it, I found out I was only one trophy away from getting the platinum. Ooh. And even more annoyingly, there's no chapter select option. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so, so you gotta go to get through. it, I would have to start it again. Yes. How long so, is it? It's it's only about three hours or so. It's not too long. So I could probably get there quite easily, but it probably to get to that point, it'd probably take me at least an hour and a half, something like that. I don't know if I can be bothered again. Because it's, it's separated into days, and that, apparently this is on day six. Let's think how, where I can get this trophy. And am I going to get it? don't know. Oh, well, I probably am, aren't I? I don't, that trophy hall. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. That's it. Yeah. What, one it. and a half hours. Well worth it. Into it. I don't yeah. think I've got any plans to shoot. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's really good. It's it's a nice. It's well, it's not nice. It's it's really not nice. It's just it's, it's an experience. Yeah, it's 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 like the the kind of horror that I like. It's not like jump scares and things coming at you, chasing you. It's just a unnerving tension mm. throughout the game. I just think it's, I thought it was really good for what it was. But then I played one other thing. Not much of it, but a bit of it. And now, Matt, you might want to talk about this as well. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, I've only gone and bought Street Fighter 6. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Back on the fighting well, hype. Yeah. yeah. But it's because it's fighting games now. Yeah, it would appear <laughs> so. But I've read, because it's because I've read really good reviews about it. I actually played a bit of the demo before I... But I oh, yeah. Yeah, but I never mentioned that on the podcast because I just wanted to save it in case I bought the, the actual game, which I have done. Now, I've only really bought it for World Tour. Now, I'm yeah. sure I'm, sure I'm going to da- delve into the other stuff, but World Tour was the thing that grasped me most. So, obviously, you begin by creating a character. Mm-hmm. So you can do quite a bit of that, the design to, to your fighter. And, and then you are enrolled on a fighter training school with Luke as your coach. And at the same time, another character called Bosch, Bosch, I think that's his name, that's his name. Yeah. has joined the school and he's quite eager and brash and he wants to do like meaty stuff. He wants to propagate into it. So you have a little sparring session in the gym and Luke says, if you want the real deal, go out onto the streets of Metro City. Well, it's called Metro City. It's quite obviously just New York. I don't really know why they call it Metro City because it's got the Statue of Liberty. It's got Times Square. All very odd. But I know Metro, Metro City's got a history in Street Fighter, aren't it? Um, so gameplay-wise, uh, you go into Times Square and you do a bit of training with a, a woman called Alice, who Lucas asked you to meet, and then you're, you're then free to wander around the open world, which is the part that really interested me. So you can run yeah. around talking to certain people and then pick, randomly just pick a fight with them. Which is just really odd. So these are just like regular citizens you can just walk to, up to and just have fisticuffs with them. Like the old happy. lady at the bus stop. Pow! Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. And they're, yeah. they're just happy to do it. It's like, sure, let's have a scrap. Why not? Always ready. Yeah. So as you complete more fights, you gain experience points. Yep. And which in turn you rank up with. 
and then uh, other fighters also have a rank. So it's 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 a case of like choosing your battles wisely. So do you stick to those around your level or lower, mm. or do you risk fighting a higher ranked opponent, getting more XP, but the risk of losing it? Obviously. Mm. Graphically, I really I really like the look of it. Looks good. Uh, mm. I did initially. Well, actually, I, this, this has been solved when I bought the game. But when I had the beta demo, whatever it was, I did notice there was a there was like a graphical issue. So it, the, the game was in 60 frames per second, and then when it switched to the actual gameplay of the fights, it suddenly switched to 30 frames. That's really odd. So in the demo, I had to I had to leave World Tour, change it, and go back onto the World Tour. But in the demo, it didn't save your progress. So I had to ah, go through all that again. But when I came to playing it on the real proper game, that I don't know if that's saved or whether it just fixed itself. I don't know. But anyway, so you can sprint around, do a bunch of emotes, things like that. And when it comes to your fighting, you've got your three standard strike attacks. So you've got light, medium, heavy. You can do throw moves. Um, mm. You know, the usual Street Fighter fair. And along with the specialist meters that, to be honest, I didn't pay much attention to. <laughs> I don't really understand all these extra meters that they seem to have on these fighting games. But I'm a button masher. That's what I am. And then you also you have you have a mobile phone, and Luke will send you messages, like missions to complete in the open world and things like that. Yeah. There's a there's a map to find your way around. Uh-huh. What I do like is that you can place pins on the map. Quite a lot. So if there's a place of something of interest, you can place a pin. You can go there. There's obviously the camera function. You know, gets you in, into your in-game photography stuff. There's that. And then you've got an item inventory as well. So you can yep. get snacks. And things like that to raise your health, mm-hmm. which you can you actually use in fights as well, can't you? Yeah, you can use them to like boost health, yeah. attack, defense, stuff like that. Yeah, they made the big thing about you going to buy pizza from a, a vendor on the street. Yeah, and you can actually fight the vendor as well because of course you can. <laughs> oh, well, why not? Yeah, this is a uh, clothes shops as well, so you can spruce yep. up your fighter if you want. Now, what I did notice that the, when the game's finished, because obviously. It's was a tutorial to begin with, basically, isn't it? Yeah. But it's telling you, oh, go to the shop, buy the thing. The only thing I could buy was a baseball cap, which was in a nice teal and pink, which I have to say fits the Joking Dolphin cool scheme, if FIFA Clubs is anything to go by. So that's on brand, at least. Mm. But um, it's got some cool music. I do really like the music in it. I think it's really funky and cool. Some yeah, they've gone, they've gone with like a hip-hop style to this. Yeah. It's like it's even on the main menus, it's pretty good. In the games, it's good. I'm liking it all around. Mm. Um, but I'm digging it so far. That's about as as far as I've got. It's as far as you've got. Yeah. It's well, it's it's bad. I think that's generally as far as the demo went as well. So I've reached the point of where oh. I was in the demo, basically. Right. But yeah. But no, it's I'm I'm really digging it. I'm 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 happy with it. I'm happy with the purchase. It's it's good. Good. Because I find it quite refreshing. To have mm. a fighting game that taps into RPG elements, I just think that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Just I think there's, there's been quite a few, haven't they? But it just feels it feels sort of like two games in one. So like you've got this little RPG thing, and then obviously you got your fighting bit. And I like that the fights are like quick; they're not like long, drawn out. Well, I mean, yeah, I think at the moment they're quick because of like. Everyone's health bars yeah, are pretty low. I mean, down the line, <laughs> I suspect. You that do about might four change. punches and you might have just beaten someone already. <laughs> yeah, down the line, I suspect that might change. 
I'm, I'm really like, liking it so far, and I'm looking forward to playing more of it. I found... Oh, great. Because there's some random characters you can find around. I did find some su- superhero bloke on the roof. But he's... I spotted his, him as well. Yeah, but his level was 28, I think. 28, 29, yeah. I was like, yeah, I ain't touching <laughs> Yeah, I was on about 8, and I'm like, I'll come back to you, pal. <laughs> Maybe some other time. But like that, you can you can roam around the environment and you, you can find stuff as well, can't you? There's like chests and things yeah, like that. Yeah, so like, well, I might as well mention that I also made Go a ahead. similar purchase. Hey. Must be fine, six. Um, so, yeah, so I, my, my experience with it is I've done maybe a couple hours the world, world tour as well. Um, so I've, I've done quite similar as you, you know, I've made my character, got a styled them a little bit after me but a bit more eccentric and actually good looking um <laughs> done all the stuff with luke and kabosh just bosh in it bosh yeah sorry not kabosh um yeah i probably i probably got a little bit further than you so i've um gone around the little sort of i suppose outdoor area seating area where you do that kind of bit you, the Times square but yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you buy a cap because, like, yeah. Bosch is the same thing as well. <laughs> it just does not, like, sue him at all. Yeah. Um, and, like, you have, like, you have a, a sparring fight against Luke where, like, you and Bosch sort of team up against him. And, like, yeah. he just, like, whoops Yeah, you got my ass handed to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Bosch is like, oh, I'm not about this. I want, I want strength now. I need to be strong now. And, like, he just bugs off, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um. And then after that, I've gone to the point where I've ended up in the Chinatown section. I've gone and visited um, yeah, Chun yeah, Li. Yeah, that's why I stopped. It's t- it was time um, to go and meet her. Yeah, so I've, I've like gone to meet her, and now like she's become now my mentor. And this is where I introduced the uh, different style um, aspect to it, where you can switch between Luke's style or Chun Li's style. Yeah. So you get like different fine aspects to it, and then like I've learned her moves or a couple of her moves. And um, I also know how to do like the spinning bird kick in the Roman section. And it's oh. it's pretty useful because like uh, in Chinatown there's um there's a place where you can go up ladder and there's like you can pick up the what they call zennies the mm. money off the floor and you can smash through barriers. But it also helps you like hover over to like another s- section and start collecting that oh, stuff I as see. well. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the, I think with some with some other character styles, you'll learn different things that will help you traverse around Metro C, I suppose. Um, and I didn't get too far after that. I'd, I'd bumped into the sort of main gang of Metro C, the Mad Gear Gang, uh, and I've been up some of them and apparently I have to meet someone else now at this point. So I, I stopped right afterwards, but no, I've been enjoying my, my time away as well. It's, it's it's different, but I think they've incorporated it in a way that fits the Street Fighter style. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I reckon it's Street Fighter, and you're going out onto the streets having fights. So. Well, that's it. <laughs> there you go. And uh, I've been I've been leveling up um, Chun Li style as well. So when you, when you level up uh, a character style, you can then unlock more interactions with them and sort of more moves from them as well so you get to learn more of their like special attack move set which is pretty cool i need to actually get around to speaking to luke and, and talk to him and stuff because you can also unlock um gear from them as well so i've got these like 
set of glasses that my character's wearing that boosts some of their stats as well, which is interesting. That's, that's one thing I'm not sure about is the having to wear certain things to boost stats. Yeah. Um, I'd, like, I'd like a transmog sort of system. Somewhere. Yeah, I, ho- I hope there is some form of that in the in the mode. I've not found it as of yet, but I do hope like you're not just locked to a style because of its stats. You can yeah keep the stats but mismatch styles. That'd be cool. So, I'm yeah, obviously no. keeping my teal and pink out though. Got oh. <laughs> um, I immediately took the. I, I immediately bought a different um, shirt though. The vest oh, went the best, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm actually liking it so far. Um, really enjoying it. I've done as well. I did the arcade mode for Luke as well. I gave that a try. Um, so, so has this got like stories for each character? Because I've not actually looked at it. Yeah. So I think what they've got is they do have like a general story mode, but they've also got the arcade mode, which is essentially like a story per character. Like you learn who that character is, their backstory, what's been going on, and yeah. sort of how it's advanced. Um, and Luke's was interesting enough. His was very much kind of like, he's like the introductory character to Street Fighter 6, basically. So his story is just basically about him, um, being sort of in the military, kind of retiring from there and sort of looking to see what else could fulfill his life. So he's like, starred basically doing street fighting as a way of finding his way in life and stuff and rivals. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think, I think mine, you can choose between either having like a, a five, um, five match arcade mode or a 12 one. I just started with the five one. So I think initially I took on, who have I fought? I, I know I fought Guile. I fought Ryu. I fought Ken. I think Chun-Li might have been one of them. And then the last fight is like that character's rival fight. Um, so we end up fighting, um, Jamie, who's like the other, like the second new character that got introduced in Street Fighter 6. Um, but as you go through fights, the computer level ramps up and it tells yeah. you what level of computer you, you initially fight against. So I started on like level three, thought it was pretty easy, got to four, that was a, l- a little more tricky, but got through it quite unscathed. Five again was a little bit more tricky, but I got through it fine. As soon as it got to like the rival fight, which was six, um, I got my ass wood by the computer. <laughs> it, like, it just suddenly turned, turned on a dime and just started doing combos and, and all sorts. I was like, Jesus Christ, what's going on here? So once I lost that fight and recontinued, it actually dropped the computer's level down, which I liked. You know, you don't get stuck there, which is nice. Um, I think halfway through as well, actually, there was like a, um, there's like a, a a classic Street Fighter bonus mode where you end up having to beat up this truck, just oh, like yeah. eighteen wheeler in like ninety seconds, which is quite classic Street Fighter. Yeah, gotta love doing that. So um, so yeah, that, that's as far as I've got. So, but so far I, I love the presentation. Everything's just like colors everywhere. Mm. Every character seems to have a quite unique personality and like how they stance and the moves they do. Animation wise, beautiful. I love how flashy the game is. So, I'm almost tempted to give online a bit of a try. I know it'll get me ass handed to me. Yeah, I, part I of always, me just thinks let's just dabble <laughs> a bit. I, I always give online a try, and I think initially I do start 
win a few matches. But as soon as I start getting to like that like high level and like people who actually know what they're doing play against yeah. me, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's me done. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm intrigued by the battle up, isn't it? Wonder around. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I, 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 I do have, I do have a walk so around it at some point because like it looks as though they've got arcade cabinets where you can play other Capcom games. I'd love to see that. Can, can you go in and just watch other people? I think so. I think there's a there's like that, a big screen that you see other people playing against each yeah. other. Because that'd be something that I think I'd quite like. If like if I don't want to get just involved, watch other people, I'll just go yeah. watch. It just reminds just, me of like just emote and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It just reminds me of like the things I used to do when I used to go to the arcades when I was younger. Just go watch other people on playing, you know, fighting games and things like that. Used to watch them. Good times. Good times. Anyway, that's that's what I've been playing. So is there anything else you've been playing, Matthew? Right. Well. There's only one other thing that I've been playing, and it's probably the most obvious thing that I've been playing, really. So I've just been continuing um, my journey through Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, so I think last time I spoke, I think it was only a few hours in, I'd made it sort of Hyrule, and I'd gone to, like, the castle town where everyone had, like, gathered up since the calamity had happened. Oh, sorry, no. Not the clarity, the upheaval, as they, they call the event. So, I'll continue from there. Um, I've gone through the, um, I suppose, Zora's Domain, uh, is where I first started, like the first big sort of dungeon or temple, as they call it, the Water Temple, um, as part of the four areas that you need to go through stuff with. So I've I've gone through there. Um, all of Zora's domain has been like covered in this like poisonous mud from like the sky, islands from above. You need to sort of investigate what's going on there. Um, you bump into a character that's called Sidon, who's like the the prince of the Zoras, who you helped with last time in Breath of the Wild, and you essentially go up into uh, the sky towers, um, via this like water bridge that you have to end up sort of unlocking through various means and stuff. Gone up there, um, made my way through sort of the, uh, the islands and stuff, and then end up in this massive, uh, what they've called, well, they call it the water temple. It's essentially the, the reason for this mode is like there's something that's essentially blocked these war facets that, that need to be coming down. And so you have to go through and lock each facet doing some sort of puzzle or find through the um, constructs on the island. Uh, got them unlocked and then I end up finding this mud monster who ends up like hiding himself in like a this, essentially a massive mud megalodon basically. So you have to end up like fight fine as it like goes around it'll stop do like a, a form of attack and how you have to interrupt it is you get this like essentially like war power from sidon where it forms like a, a water bubble around you so you can either use it as like a form of a shield it'll protect you after like one attack or you can um use your like primary primary melee attack and it swashes like a like a water hadouken, basically. 
towards this monster and it like destroys him and then like the real monster comes out and you have to like chase it stop it attack it and then essentially start, start repeating itself um and then after you get half its health down it starts switching things up it starts essentially mudding the the arena that you fight in so you you if you go into it you walk really slow basically and so part of then this phase is you have to like almost like clear the arena before you can start fighting the uh the monster got through that um took me maybe like three or four tries it was a little tricky initially i could get it to like the second phase but then that phase is fairly difficult having to navigate yourself around the mud and then trying to stop the monster from sort of running away once you've got it out of the shark but i got through that and so i've finished sort of zora's part of it um i've unlocked like um I've essentially unlocked it, the Sidon's power in like a, a ring on this gauntlet. So you get like a, almost like a shadow form of him and you can like help out you fighting monsters and giving you his power, which is pretty cool. Um, so I got that done. Next went over to the Rito village, um, which is sort of the, the bird species of, uh, of Hyrule. Got through there, um, essentially this big twister in the sky has been making everything cold, snowing all the time, so everyone, everyone's freezing basically, you need to sort of fake, uh, work away and gain up there. Um, you find out it's this like massive, like airship, um, that you need to, uh, essentially stop the, stop it from forming this twister. Again, once you get there, you have to start going through puzzles to to unlock this um essentially this like uh door in effect that like opens up the 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 twister that is producing once you get through there then you end up in this massive sky battle with like a ice dragon um it's a pretty cool fight actually as i thought it was quite unique for zelda you're essentially like flowing around with your um like bird companion who helps shoot arrows and then it, his power is that it can give you like a gust of wind forward to use uh, while you're gliding, I suppose. Um, and the whole fight was essentially you have to like dodge these ice, uh, ice calls that it shoots at you. That opens up like a weak point on its, um, on its body. There's like three sections that you have to go through and do that with basically. You do that, you get it to half health, and then the next phase is it starts spawning um, hurricanes that you have to dodge while you're in the air and stuff. Um, absolutely loved the fight. I thought it was really unique for Zelda. Um, loved it, got through it. Now, so I've finished the Wind Temple now. Um, and then I've just been doing sort of odd side quests and, and, and whatnot to... Uh, to unlock certain like gear or um, or just help sort of push the lore along. Like you get to learn um, in one of the villages, there's these rings that have fallen from the sky, and you have to go in each one and find out like the translations on a lot of these like slabs that tell you like a bit of the lore of the story, which is quite interesting. Um, so yeah, literally been doing that. 
I've unlocked all the maps, so I've done all the sky towers as well. That took a while. Um, and then just going through the depths as well. Like the depths is absolutely terrifying to be in because you don't know what's going to pop out in the darkness. Like there's one point where I ran out of arrows, so I can shoot these um, seeds that form like a light that help you guide your way along it. So at one point I was just going through like complete darkness just to just to see what would happen and stuff and absolutely got killed by whatever it was that was in there. <laughs> Couldn't tell. So yeah, I've I've absolutely been enjoying it. Um, it's it's blown my mind just how bigger this game is compared to Breath of the Wild. Like how much more they could have added to this. Like Breath of the Wild was already like already like a massive game, and this is just essentially like doubled it in effect. Um, but no, love love the law. Been collecting these um, dragon tears as well. Um, which give you like a glimpse of like backstory of like what's happening with Zelda, um, like where she went, what she's doing and stuff. And that's been quite interesting as well. Um, finding out sort of like the lore of this version of Hyrule, how it was founded, what, you know, what the sages are and what all that has to do with Ganondorf, like what he's been doing and stuff. So, um, no, absolutely loved it. Absolutely been loving it. And um we'll love to continue again. I, I think I'm going to make my way to the Goron, say, next. So I'll do, like, the fire stuff, and then I'm going to leave the Gerudo um, as, like, the last pit that I want to do. So, um interestingly enough, I was actually reading about the depths as well, and... Apparently, the, the, the depths is, is some form of like, dark mirror version of, of the top of Hyrule. So like, where you find the shrines that you, you do on top, you'll find, um, exactly in the same place, these like light routes that like expand the map, um, in the depths so you know where stuff is. And like, apparently certain cities and, and landmarks on top are like, Almost there's something there as well in the depths, something like mines or some like abandoned like city or something. It's, it's quite interesting how they've like just reverse engineered the map on top to make a whole map underneath and make it unique as well. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, can't wait to get back to it. Right. Well, that's what I've been playing. What have you been playing, Nathan? So I've also bought Street Fighter 6. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, not just yet on that one. Um, so the first game that I've been playing and I want to talk about, funnily enough, me and Matt were talking about this off the podcast because uh, I was trying to make him guess what it was, um, but he didn't get it. So no guess. Uh, yeah, go on then. Oh, you're not going to give me a clue? Just want to guess any game. Of all the millions of games. Uh, okay. So it is a, I'd say like a horror slash adventure game. Um, it could be classed as a walking simulator and it's got point and click elements and puzzle elements as well. You've just been playing what Mars been playing. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what? There are a lot of parallels to it, which I'll get onto. Is it something I've never heard of? Maybe. I, I don't know. You might not. You might have heard of it. I don't know. Um, so it's called Last Days of Lazarus. No, I don't know that one. Well. 
So, this game is set in 1999 in a post-Soviet era Romania. It, that's kind of what it's going for. It's not Romania, but it's kind of, that's the aesthetic it's going for. Yeah. So, you play as Lazarus, as is in the name, and the game starts with you getting a phone call from your sister, um, Ludmilla, um, saying that your mother's killed herself and basically begging you to come back home to help out. And you're like, no, I'm too busy. Bugger off. Anyway, so, yeah, Lazarus, top guy. Um, anyway, you fast forward a couple of weeks to when Lazarus can actually come back home um, to kind of help with his mother, to attend to the funeral, that kind of stuff. And you get to the your mum's apartment. Um, well, she's dead, but you get to her apartment where Ludmilla is living um, and you find that she's not home. So the first thing you've got to do is try and find out where she is. But when you get there, the flat itself that you're in, the apartment, is... I'd say it's probably, it feels like a 70s style flat, like any conceptions you had about like a communist flat, it kind of ticks all the boxes, like these Russian dolls everywhere. Um, it's very um, religious, so there's like loads of pictures of Jesus everywhere that makes it quite creepy. The carpet's ugly as hell. Um, and there's an eeriness to it because it's quite dark, Um but quite cluttered as well. So all the furniture's kind of got this really colourful aspect. And in order to kind of get through to the next stage within the game, you've got to kind of find certain things to trigger actions. So you've got to look around and then basically, if you need to look at something, it'll highlight itself in yellow. So you can't you can't just click on absolutely everything and look at it. But there are some things that can help you. So for example, um, you'll you'll find like a calendar and you'll be able to look at it and think, all oh, right, it looks like Ludmilla's gone to the cemetery. Um, so kind of you can use that to try and say, right, I need to leave the flat. But if you try and leave and you've not triggered everything, then you'll have to walk around the flat and try and find out a bit more information. Because you're trying to look into the family's past to see what happened as to why their mother killed herself and what's happening with Ludmilla. So there's a few different things going on in the family dynamic. So... Um, but yeah, it's it, it to me it kind of it portrayed itself as a horror, but there there are a couple of jump scares in there. So for example, at one point when craps it in the fan, you'll try and open a closet door and you'll see your dead mother hung as like a vision, and that kind of crapped me up a bit. But it's not all for nothing because you do get a trophy for finding a dead body. So there is that. Oh great, yeah. Um, so once you've finished like at the flat um, you go and try and find Ludmilla um, and as all this is going on um, there's basically this general that's trying to take over the country so there's like the political aspect of you meet people that are kind of for him and that against him and you kind of sit in the camp as like you're against him and you don't want him to take over the country because um, it's a turbulent time but you eventually, from going out looking for her, you get back to the flat, which is kind of where I'd probably say two-thirds of the game is, um, because when you're in the flat, certain doors are locked, and you can't get in until 
something gets triggered. And eventually something does happen where you get into the bathroom and these kind of like it, it gets weird at this point because there's like these like flesh creatures like with claws and it's like got teeth in its like claw mouth thing. I don't know. This is where it kind of lost me a bit. And I didn't know whether it was Lazarus going crazy or whether it was just part of it. But eventually uh, other people come in and they can see it as well. So I just know it's not Lazarus. It's just whatever's going on. Anyway, as these as you get around the flat, you manage to get into the dining room and the dining room floor collapses. And as it collapses, you see um, Ludmilla and it turns out that she's dead. So you find out that she's dead eventually. So sorry, sis. Um, but you also find out is that the flat below, they have these people in um, that they've been watching her. So they had cameras set up in the flat and they've been watching all their actions in every single room and it, it goes and the next door neighbors well next door the ones below um their son was actually um with Ludmilla the sister so they were kind of going out and they were planning to leave the country but in order to get visas to leave the country Ludmilla had to sleep with the neighbor's father to get documents so there was a bit of like exploitation there um because, yeah, the game does cover some really heavy things like incest, exploitation, a lot of heavy religious elements, death, obviously, suicide, um, overdosing on drugs. So there is a ton of like facets to it. And the game itself is only like three and a half, four hours long. So it's kind of a lot to pack in. Um, but I don't want to kind of spoil the latter bits of the game just in case anyone plays it i've already put a couple of spoilers in there already but it does get pretty crazy it's it's like near the near the end or the middle of the game they introduce these like mechanical creatures um a bit like war of the world style and that this general zotov's using to take over the country uh, which is strange but um I was going to give one massive thing away then, but I've decided not to. But <laughs> anyway, but just, um, yeah, just an overview, just in terms of like the visuals, it is, it is a stunning game. Um, and I love the aesthetic. The voice acting leaves a bit to be desired. So the person that voice acts Lazarus, um, it just, it just sounds like he doesn't care. So all these massive narrative things happen and he's like, Oh no, my sister's dead. It's like, it's like he doesn't give a crap about what's going on around him. <laughs> but um, I would admit it. yeah that's it uh, but apart from the point and click thing there are puzzle elements to it so this more comes down to you finding certain things to put together to cause something to happen so um, at one point you're looking around this orphanage and you've got to find these like gemstones to power this thing and um, to create something so that's where most of the gameplay comes like finding objects and then putting knowing how to put them together to cause something to happen and then that's what leads into like reading these letters and looking at these books to try and find out what you need to do um which is quite interesting but um unlike what happened with you mark there is a chapter option so if you do miss any trophies you can go back and you. replay them <laughs> and you don't even have to play the full chapter because once you've got the collectible for the trophy you can just quit out and then you keep yeah. everything which is which was good and i did actually platinum it um hey. i so that another platinum is on the list 
it did take me about five hours. So I got through the game and then I probably took me like four, four and a half hours. And then I spent another half an hour tidying up any um, little things that I've missed. Because um, it's mostly the collectible side of it will get you most of your trophies and then maybe making some things. Um, but, oh, there was one funny thing that happened, actually, because um, um, every now and again, you'll get phone calls from people in the flat. And I was too busy looking for something. So I missed a phone call. And it ended up being this priest. And basically, um, I should have had a talk with him about blessing the house when these flesh creatures came. And I didn't have the conversation, so I walked into the living room and there was just this orthodox priest stood in the corner blessing the flat and, I, and it absolutely craps me up. I'm like, what are you doing here, sunshine? <laughs> so, yeah, that was quite funny and scary at the same time. But, um, I mean, to be honest, I, I think I only paid about eight quid for it and it was quite intriguing, I'd say. It's, um, yeah, it's pretty... I'd, well, I think a bit like you, Mark. I wouldn't say it's good, but it's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's an experience. And if you want an easy platinum, yeah, definitely worth a go. As Matt shakes his head, because he believes that you should put hundreds of hours into a game to get a platinum. Unlike my name is Mayo. But anyway, so yeah. It's not even that. I think you, you guys have just been playing really depressing stuff recently. <laughs> Yeah, I was oh. going to say, it's not been the cheeriest. No, <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. Should, like, are you guys Martin right? dead last Fine. week. Um, what's, it, what's the... I've, I've forgotten the game. What the game is called. Lazarus. Now. Last Days of Lazarus, yeah. I mean, the ending's in the title, really, but anyway. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'd, I'd probably say like solid like 7 out of 10 game. Um, I think the, the story beats keep you going with it. And... Yeah, definitely worth a go. So the next game is a bit happier. So you'll be happy about this, Matt. It is Goat Simulator 3, the pre-order version. <laughs> oh, I did know that was a that was a thing. The pre-order version. Yeah, the pre-order <laughs> edition. <laughs> Not version, oh. edition. Um, now, this was hilarious. Basically, just to set the scene... It starts out, you, the goat, being in this cart, Skyrim style. And after it does the tutorial, it, it basically said, well, it does say that, like, now you've had the scar, Skyrim, <laughs> Skyrim start, now we can get into the game. But funnily enough, at any point you can skip that bit, um, but you do get a trophy for not skipping. So, yeah, just one thing there. But... It does everything that we expect from a goat simulator game. It's absolutely insane. You can headbutt people, scream, lick people. You can even drive, actually. I don't know if that's new, but yeah, the goat can drive. And most of the cars have got boost or nitrous. So that, that's always fun. And you can use that to run people over. So um, it's... It's absolutely mental because, like, for every single section you go into, basically it unlocks, like, a little task you have to do. So, for example, I wandered into this garden and it it said, right, you've got to grow these plants. So you have to go and find these plants to say, right, I need to go and get the fertiliser, tip the fertiliser on the plants and then scream at them to make them grow. So I did that, did that little task, but I kept screaming and kind of, what does a goat do? Bar? No, that's sheep. 
What what sound does a goat make? Anyway, whatever that howl. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever that sound is, if you keep pressing the button to make the sound, the plants would just keep growing. And uh, I I got like quite far into the sky, and I thought to myself, how long can I push this? And I was literally there about five minutes later, just kept doing it. And then eventually, I got a a trophy for it for being in the stratosphere nice. on this big massive plant. It was absolutely insane. I'll send you a in picture space. later. I, I thought you were in space, but I, I was like, I was like, I'm just gonna say, I thought you were gonna say that the game just crashed on you. Oh no, <laughs> you pushed it too far. <laughs> Be too insane. Um, but yeah, I got I got that. That was pretty funny. Um, there are I have had a couple of crashes where like my goat's like gone into a wall and I've had like boot like I've had the, I've got these boots that like basically boost him along and basically got thrown out of the wall and like flew off somewhere. So there are like crazy glitches like that 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 can happen. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm liking it so far. Um, I, I managed to find this little hut that resembled Lord of the Rings, and in the hut there was a ring. So as part of that little um, adventure, I've got to find this mountain and throw the ring into a volcano. And I think it would call like Dilbo Baggins or something like that. <laughs> I thought it were going to be Dildo Baggins, but that was my dyslexia kicking in. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just trying to find the mountain to do that. I've um, I've ruined the child's birthday party. That was fun. And what about in the game as well? Hey, <laughs> not done it in game. Um, what else have I done? Oh, this was really cool. So basically, I had to. This is basically this old lady with like this fruit launcher that I had to kill. I killed her, got into a house, Excuse and me. fruit launcher. Yeah, it had like a. She had like a little rocket launcher gun, like shooting fruit at me. And one of the tasks was to get rid of her. But when you get into a house, you went through this door and it started like a, um, do you know, old school, um, not Duke Nukem, uh, Morphenstein. Um, so yeah. basically the game morphed into like a an 8-bit version where to keep going through all these doors and um, there was loads of these pixelated old ladies firing fruits at me that I had to kill. Okay. Um, and eventually I got to the end of it and I got a rocking chair that I could use as legs. So like instead of like walking, I'd be like flying around in this rocket, rocket chair, rocking chair. Um, that's one thing that's pretty crazy about it, like all the different outfits you can get. Um, so right now I've got this leotard on, um, rocket boots and like a doll's face instead of a um, goat face, which is pretty weird. But yeah. And as you do all these tasks, you get like points to you, so you can spend them in the shop to get like all these, um, all these clothes and things for your goat. Um, one thing I do like about it actually is when you do load the game up, it comes up with like three other members that can join your party. Um, cause you can choose like offline mode or, mode or online mode. So I've gone for online mode just in case anyone wants to join my um, lobby, which would be quite interesting. But, um, yeah, apart from the child's birthday party, I've launched a nuke. So there's this, there's this silo. Just that casually launched a nuke. There's this silo you can get into. And the, basically the um, the people running the lab will try and stop you. 
Anyway, I headbutted them all away and I found the, the big red button. Well, there's two of them actually. And I, I ended up like headbutting him until it got to like maximum power and then it blew pretty much about, well, about a fifth of the map up. And when you go into that location now, there's like nuclear fallout everywhere and it all goes grey. So yeah, there's that. Um, I found a ballerina school and I managed to headbutt them so that they started twirling and it made a giant cyclone and started ripping through the map. So there's like little Easter eggs like that that you can find what? that'll just absolutely mess things up. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, what else have I done? Oh, I set up a production line to create human sized bananas that walk around. Um, that's something. But honestly, so far, I'm really happy with the £13 that I've spent on it. Absolute bargain. Sounds, Sounds like, like a laugh. laugh. And I've only and I've only played it for an hour, and I've done all that. <laughs> there are there are actually there are little collectibles as well. So there's like these little golden goats you can find um, throughout the map. So there's about thirty out of them that you need to try and find as well. So yeah, I'll probably never find all those, but for each one you get, you get about a thousand coins to use to spend in the shop. So that's good. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. Well, there you go. If you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com. Also, feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook, as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Take care. See you later.